and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading The Three Sons of Fortune. A father once called his three sons to him and gave the first a rooster, the second a scythe, and the third a cat. I'm already quite old, he said, and my death is near, so I want to provide for you before my end. I have no money, and what I'm giving you now does not seem to be worth much. But everything depends on whether you use these gifts intelligently. Just search for a country where such things are still unknown, and your fortune will be made. After the father's death, the oldest son set out with his rooster, but wherever he went, the people already knew about roosters. As he approached the cities, he saw roosters from afar perched on towers and turning with the wind. As he approached villages, he heard several roosters crowing, and nobody found anything remarkable about his bird. It seemed as if the oldest son would not make his fortune with the rooster, but finally he landed on an island where the people knew nothing about roosters and did not even know how to regulate the time of their days. To be sure, they knew when it was morning and evening, but if they happened to wake during the night, then nobody knew how to determine what time it was. Just look at this noble creature, he said. It's got a ruby-red crown on its head and wears spurs like a knight. It will crow three times during the night at set hours, and when it crows the last time, you'll know that the sun is about to rise. But if it crows during broad daylight, you'd better prepare yourself for a certain change in the weather. The people were extremely pleased by the rooster, and they did not sleep a wink the next night so they could listen and enjoy the rooster, which crowed loudly and clearly at two, four, and six in the morning to announce the time. Then they asked him whether the rooster was for sale and how much he wanted for it. I want about as much gold as a donkey can carry, he answered. So little for such a precious bird, they all exclaimed as if in a chorus, and they gladly gave him what he demanded. When he returned home with his wealth, his brothers were astounded, and a second said, well, it's time for me to set out and see whether I can make as much of a profit with my scythe as you did with your rooster. At first, it did not seem he would, for everywhere he went, he met farmers with scythes on their shoulders just as good as his. However, he eventually reached an island where the people knew nothing about scythes. When the grain was ripe there, they brought cannons to the fields and shot down the grain. That was a very uncertain way of doing things, some of the cannons would hit targets beyond the grain, while others would shoot off the ears instead of the stems. A great deal was destroyed in the process, and over and beyond that, the noise was unbearable. So the man went out to the fields and began to mow the grain so quietly and quickly that the people gaped in amazement. They were willing to give him anything he wanted for the scythe, and he received a horse loaded with as much gold as it could carry. Now, the third brother wanted to see if he could make something out of his cat, and he had the exact same experiences as his brothers. As long as he stayed on the mainland, he accomplished nothing. There were cats everywhere. Indeed, there were so many that the newborn kittens were generally thrown into the water to drown. Therefore, he sailed to an island, and fortunately for him, it happened that nobody there had ever seen a cat before. In fact, the mice had multiplied so much that they had gained the upper hand. They would dance all over the tables and benches whether the master was home or not. 
The people complained a great deal about this plague, and even the king and his castle did not know what to do about it. There were mice squeaking in every corner and gnawing whatever they could lay hold of with their teeth. Once the cat began to hunt them, she was able to clear out several rooms in the castle. So the people begged the king to buy this miraculous creature for the kingdom. The king gladly gave the third brother what he demanded, and that was a mule loaded with gold, and he returned home with the greatest treasure of all. The cat continued to have a great time hunting mice in the royal castle, and she killed so many that it was impossible to count them. Finally, she became hot from all that work and got thirsty. So she stopped in her tracks, turned her head, and cried out, Meow! Meow! Upon hearing these strange cries, the king and his entire court became so terrified that they all ran out of the castle in dread. When they were outside the castle, the king held a council meeting to determine what measures should be taken. At last it was decided to send a page to the cat to demand that she leave the castle or be removed by force. The counselor said, Since we are accustomed to the mice, it would be better to be plagued by them than to surrender our lives to such a monster. So the page went to the castle to ask the cat whether she would voluntarily evacuate the castle. But the cat, whose thirst had become even greater in the meantime, merely answered with, Meow, meow. The page understood that to mean, Not at all, not at all. And he brought the reply to the king. Well, said the counselors, she shall have to yield by force. Cannons were brought before the castle, which was soon set on fire by a barrage of shots. When the fire reached the room where the cat was sitting, she jumped safely out the window. However, the besiegers did not stop until the whole castle was leveled to the ground. The End The Brothers Grim Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Sipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnitude.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 